we we bring the tools to make the the area survivable we need to remember that you have all the tools the ventilation tools the the water everything to make that survivable so make it survivable firehouse vigilance presents the weekly scrap a podcast dedicated to the never-ending fight against complacency Holy more firehouse vigilance weekly scrap number 62 special guest tonight is mike heaney served in the united states marines his dad served 30 years on the philadelphia fire department he now carries on that tradition on the austin fire department for the last 15 years he teaches classes in truck engine rescue operations with a special love for search ventilation and forcible entry we're going to have some good conversations going to be a good scrap so with all of that being said it's my pleasure to have you, Mike Heaney, on as the guest on Weekly Scrap number 62. Welcome, sir. Uh, thanks for having me, Corey. Uh, we met, uh, what, a month and a half ago? Oh, roughly. And uh, I really enjoyed hanging out with you guys. I went to Oklahoma City. It had been a long time because of COVID to get down on the, on the uh, teaching tour again. And it was such a breath of fresh air to go up there and hang out with you guys. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, I'd like to do a quick shout-out. Uh, I'd like to dedicate this tonight to uh, – we lost a brother a couple months ago, uh, Corbin Hunt, and uh, one of his sayings, he had many, many sayings, was uh, let's do that because it was just always about the bros. And uh, one thing to remember tonight uh, for everybody is you can't be a bro without making bro moves. And that's what Corbin always lived by. So just a little quick shout out to him. Awesome, but really, man. thanks for having me, man. I no, absolutely. And, and, and good shout out, brother. Good shout out. Let's do that. Um, good. Uh, to everyone watching live, if you have questions, uh, for Mike or myself, please don't hesitate to put them in the comments and, and hit us up so I can throw them at Mike and catch him off guard and we can see if we can, if we can surprise him and then we'll go from there. Did I miss anything in the intro? Anything you want to add? Uh, no, sir. Everything's, everything's good with that. Awesome. Uh, we're already getting comments. We're already getting comments. So here we go. Uh, <laughs> I hope I know my boys are going to make fun of me tonight because uh, we talked a little bit at the firehouse. So there should be some good ones in there. Maybe talking about my nose. I'm Italian, so I got that schnoz. Gotcha. You know, I'm half Irish, half Italian. Uh, stuff like that. But we'll have fun. I, love I like it. poking the bear. There you go. Well, they're coming at you right now. I'll read them to you in a second. I'm going to start off as always. Lately, I mean, all this year, it's been the same question to lead off the show. How has the craziness of 2020 been treating you? How has it affected your fire service and, and just teaching in general for you? Uh, I think for me, it's actually been good because it's kind of slowed things down a little bit. I mean, COVID's not a good thing, obviously. That'd be a ridiculous statement to say. Um, and the scare, I know it's real. Uh, we just got to be careful, but we got to do our job. And we got to stop you know, focusing on it all the stinking time because it is getting old. Uh, it takes away from training, and uh, training is what makes us better. And it's what you know, we're still getting called to these calls. We're still, you know, we're we we got to be at, on our game. So, um, you know, it's just it, what the good part of it is. I've spent more time with my family and my wife, and uh, I've stacked up a lot of vacation because I use a lot of vacation training, <laughs> training and teaching. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. No, and it's like you said, nothing about it is good, but there has been. Uh, benefits for different things like the scrap i honestly think if uh, it would have been a normal training year a lot of the names would not be available to come on you probably would be out teaching instead of being on the scrap right now so some things oh, have, ain't that important <laughs> <laughs> but some things have have uh 
unintended consequences. Uh, like you said, nothing good is of it, but yes. So I'm going to kick right into this. I'm going to read a few things to you right off the mat. FSU Mike with three fists from Kyle Thawne. Um, Louis Manuel Corona said, let's do that. And then someone named Allison Marohini said, my husband is hot. So she might be biased. I'm not sure. We've been married 19 years, so the only reason I work out is to keep up with her. She's she's a stunner. Awesome. Everybody knows knows my wife. She's a she's a tough cookie. You out kicked your coverage. balls a lot. Too. Oh yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Fire by trade. Brian Brush chiming in said, "My brother, be good. Heaney, hope to be seeing you again soon. And yeah, he oh, he owes you a coat. Hey, I do. <laughs> That's a funny story. We might get to it." Okay. Well, uh, we'll see. How, we'll see if we get bored. Okay. I don't know what's going to happen tonight. <laughs> There's no telling. So that's where we're at right now. We got a few shout outs. Um, I got one request here to have you pronounce water. Yeah, uh, people not from Philadelphia, they don't know how to say it. But you say it's it's a uh, it's water. <laughs> w U with a little hyphen thing that that the uh, people use. D D E R. That's how you spell it. Water. And I have some of that too because I'm a little. Kidding that mason jar also because we do that down in texas we're in texas okay so representing philly with the water in the mason jar from texas oh yeah am i close enough all right here we go is it safe to say that you have a passion for search it is safe to say that um where did the passion grow that's the biggest thing uh the passion grew from sucking at something and one thing i learned in the marine corps first thing i did in the marine corps i was a a, a kid from philly drinking 40s on the corner next minute I'm flying to Paris Island. I get there and I'm like, why didn't they tell me I had to do pull-ups? I know. I was like, I could do like three pull-ups. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Why didn't they tell me about this? So I killed myself doing pull-ups and now I can, I crush pull-ups. So same thing with search. I, uh, first of all, our, the way we teach it in academies is ridiculous. And I think we can all agree. I mean, I was teaching this Saturday and still people are, you know, hand on the boot, in a line, ducks in a row. It's ridiculous. It is. It's insanity. And um, when's it going to change? That has to change for us to push the fire service to a different mark on that. Um, I, I already forgot exactly what your first question was. Just a passion for search, man. You're preaching. I'm just listening. Yeah. I'm just enjoying. So we we um, we have a plan of attack for everything we do. And search, right? You can you can search videos on ventilation, everything else. Go to YouTube, type in search, primary search. No one wants to be on that video because you look goofy. You look dumb, right? And through failures, um, zombies searching through houses. Right. I'm walking around like this. I don't know where I'm going. I got zero ventilation and smokes down on the floor and I'm banging in everything. And I didn't do a good 360. I... I had no clue what part of the house I'm in. I'm doing absolutely nothing for the for the people we're serving. So um, we as a crew, um, and this is across the board at 14s where I work, at 18s where I work, 8s where I work, we started just honing this skill and saying, this is our this is going to be our normal. When you have a normal, you can you can push it to different to different size houses and everything else. But if if you don't start with a normal and how you're going to push through a house, then you're going to be lost in houses and you're going to be searching for firefighters. That's the, when you start searching for firefighters, you're not 
searching for victims. You were just, you're just not functioning well on the fire ground. And again, I'm not preaching. I'm preaching through failures and finding failures and then just fixing them is the way you do business. No, that, no. I mean, is that? Yeah, absolutely. Because one of the very first conversations we had was when I said, we were talking about bringing you on the scrap to talk about search. And I said, well, man, here's the thing is I'm no expert in search. I'm no search guru whatsoever. And one of the things you said is there's no one that's a search expert hardly at all. And that's one of those things you embrace and said, I'm going to start learning. Yeah, experts are, it's easy to say you're an expert in something. And then you get your your shit pushed in in a fire and you're like, oh, I guess I'm not that much of an expert again. Right. Uh, you know, so... Uh, you know, a lot of people that call themselves experts, I kind of, I brush that off and I, I you know, it, get, it gets a little old, like beating your chest. And that, you know, first let's, let's get into that real quick. Like uh, aggressive firefighter guys telling me all the time they're aggressive, they're this, they're that. I I don't refer to myself an aggressive firefighter. And that's because, you know, I grew up in a Marine Corps. Have you ever heard the term aggressive Marine? It's pretty much a default, I believe. No, it, it's it's either you're a Marine or you're not. Right. And that's what I put out to guys like, you're okay, go ahead and tell me you're aggressive or you're you're safety minded. I mean, I'm a fire I'm a firefighter. I'm a fireman and I'm gonna go and do what I gotta do. And I I I just prescribed to that. And the guys that work around us, we just prescribe to that and we go and it hurts feelings sometimes. I hurt feelings on a regular basis. I say I'm sorry all the time because I say stupid stuff in front of my wife all the time. So I'm just I'm just used to it and I'm pretty good at it. So I just say I'm sorry, bat my eyes a little bit and hope for the best. You hope know what for I mean? the best. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> uh, Philly is watching you back home, cuz, from Newsy Niffy Rivas, your cousin Jenny. Oh, love your cousin Jenny. Uh, some talk about what is in the koozie. Allison says it's an IPA because you don't drink Modelo. Apparently, uh, Modelo is um, for those who like taste. So, the uh, the koozie is uh, Liberty Hill Air Conditioning, and that's uh, or Liberty Air. That's my son's. He works for an HVAC company, so I'm giving them a little love. And then I got electric jellyfish. I swore to myself that I would never spend the eighteen dollars for a four pack of beer, but I was, I was, uh, I was like, oh. I'll try some jellyfish and uh, it's some pretty good stuff from Point House Pizza here in Austin, Texas. Nice, nice. Jellyfish. I don't live in Austin, though. I live in Liberty Hill, Texas, just outside, probably about 40 minutes. Nice. Um, I want to ask you a question is, what do you say to people who say, especially talking about search, we're just going to get it done on the day of. We don't need to practice that. Uh, It's just searching ability. It's just search. Man, it's the, it's, it's probably the least practiced skill out there, and it is the number one truck skill. If you can't search a building, you're going to fail. You're going to get guys lost. So if I could just, you know, for a second, just tell people that there's ways you can practice search. If you have an acquired structure, you have to do non-destructive training and then do destructive training. Everyone wants to go in and start so bashing walls, yes. smashing everything. No, you set up searches. When we set up searches, we do full visibility. To be an uh, expert at something, you got to have 10,000 reps, right? The, if you don't do rep one correctly, then you're, you're never going to get started in that direction. So, you know, everybody's been that cadet where they spin you around and, you know, make you wag your tail three times, and then you're, you're already disoriented, and you're supposed to start an oriented search. 
Like that doesn't make any sense. Give them full visibility, show them how to functionally move through a structure and have your best guy show them and then let them emulate that. Let them work through that and then switch positions, right? And have them all go through it. Then add smoke, then add some intensity to it. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. It's that crawl, walk, run, sprint. Yep. Like it. But you got to get that first rep. You got to get, I mean, we do a force bunch. We have a game plan for vent. We, 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 uh, we roll two dice one. That's what we do on a residential house. We, we, uh, we four stores. We have commands for forceful entry and for search. We're like, okay, let's just make it happen. Okay. You're probably going to fail and you're going to hit a benchmark. You're going to tell command you did primary search, but does that mean you actually searched the whole house? Does it mean that you functionally searched the whole house and did the best for the victims that day? Sure. No, no. That's the big question because like you said, the benchmark all clear on primary search. And how much of it is just trying to reach that benchmark as opposed to being functionally effective? Such a great question. So um, let's start outside. Start with the 360 because one of the pictures you sent me, the chalk talk you sent me, I took a lot of notes off of it trying to come up with questions to throw at you. And you had it written on there. It says 360, it's more than just a circle. So what do you mean by that? And kind of elaborate. Yeah, so I I promoted the driver now, but... I rode the OB and uh, the firefighter rank is a very important rank. And everything you're going to do when you start riding up in the seats is going to be based off the knowledge base you've got from the, from the rear. Right. So when I started riding the OB position on the rescue, I was told, you know, by my captain, Matt Rush at the time, he said, you got, you got to give me something when I get, when you get back around and it stuck with me. So when I go to the backside of a house, I would spend at least 10 seconds, which seems like a very short amount of time, but it feels like an eternity on the fire ground, right? So I'm assessing the roof, right? And I'll, we'll talk about later what sure. we're assessing on the roof. I'm assessing the windows. I'm assessing the back door. I'm forcing the back door, doing my nine-foot sweep. I'm six foot tall. I got a three-foot wingspan. That's a nine-foot sweep inside the door. For you short people, it might be like eight and a half. It's okay. If you miss a victim, you miss the victim. But um, what I would see when I was back there is officers, again, hitting a benchmark. They're running around the house with knife hands, right, just to get back around um, for, the, for the hose deployment and to enter the house. They're, sure. not taking in, they're not taking in the layout of the house to make them more effectively push through the house. And that's, that's just what, what, what I was kind of getting at by that. The 360 is important. If I see gas, I'll hit it. I understand all that, and, and I'll do that. But it's more for what does the house look like? And it got to the point where we were functioning at a pretty high level as a crew that when I get back around, we would have a conversation as a crew right in the door. It would take three or four seconds. Bedrooms on the left, kitchen on the right, living room in the front. Mm. You got – yeah. Nice. And if, if someone said, no, 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 the bedrooms are on the left, then we would – recheck it but it just didn't didn't you know we were orienting ourselves so we go in and as we go searching through a house where we talk about um i'll grab the guys sometimes because now i've sent them into three rooms right i'll I'll grab the guys be like hey where's where's alpha and they'll point right and um i'm like listen listen to the engine or i'll grab their arm and i'll shove it towards towards out like alpha's over there and i'm talking about in bad conditions like you know you know, zero visit. Yeah, when you down, practice, yeah. 
right? We're we're not practicing for for an attic fire where you have full visibility. We're Walking practicing in, right, for right. one one week. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Does that kind of answer that question. No, absolutely. I love it. Um, there's yeah. so much that is given up on the 360. And when you say that, it's more than just a circle. It lets you. Pro- I want to. I want to talk about OV for a second because a lot of people don't even know what the OV position was. I'd never even heard of it prior to uh, talking to Scott Thompson at a. At a uh, and I've been in the fire service for 23 years, so different cultures have different things. But the outside vent man. So talk about that for just a second for those who don't know. Yeah, and, and like you're saying, like that's not even across the board in my department. It's, it's kind of a crew to crew. It is the. It's the opposite of the captains for us. It's the it's the guy who does the 360 around the back, and uh, and they'll meet up with the captain, and they come up with the overall overall picture of the scene. Um, uh, he can also he's searching in the rear. He's probably your senior guy on the truck or the or the uh, or the rescue for us. And uh, the other position on the back is the irons guy. So that irons guy will go to the front door. He'll make sure it's forced, make sure everything's going well there. I'm driving, so it's going to take me a second to get up there because i got to finish up getting dressed. Boom, I'm pretty good at it, pretty fast now. <laughs> and then we're masking up and we go in. So are you um, a three-man truck? We're a four. A four, we okay. We run okay. four-man so staff. Okay. Unless COVID keeps messing with it. We'll right, see what happens. Right. Well, who knows but where that's going uh, we're still doing well. We're still at four-person staff and across the board. So, um, Luis Manuel Corona said shit pipes, and I think he's referring to some vent pipes on the roof that you were looking at that you were talking about. So you want to touch on that at all, or you want to come back to it later? Yeah, it's up to you. We can talk talk about it now. It's part of the 360, though. When I'm standing in the back, right, we all we all assess windows, windows, doors, all this stuff. But one of the things we really harp on uh, – is the is the vent pipes to coming out of the roof line so you have your shit pipes i call them shit pipes so you remember it but they're just vents for any plumbing any plumbing has to be vented out of the roof sometimes in older houses right they're vented to the sides but for the most part what you guys are going to deal with they're vented straight up through the roof mm-hmm. so it tells us it paints a picture a story for us of what that house really looks like on the inside um windows can kind of be deceiving so when I look at a house, say, in, uh, especially in 18th ter- just north of territory, just north of us, um, you'll see shit pipes on the front of the house, then no shit pipes, then shit pipes on the front of the house, then no shit pipes, then shit pipes on the front of the house, no shit pipes, all the way down the street. So what do they do? The builder was being creative, flip the floor kind plan. of. He just flipped the floor plan all the way down the street. So we're pulling up to the house, and, and this is what I'm talking about. This is the this is like when you've been in the area for a long time, right? This is the stuff you're doing. You're rolling to you're rolling to these areas. You're talking about the types of houses that are in these areas. Then you're pulling up, and you're pulling up, and you go, "Hey, shit pipe! You see the shit pipes in the front? You go kitchen in the front, bed, or uh, uh, living room in the rear, bedrooms on the right." I mean, we're talking about this as we're walking up. We talk about that making you successful when you get there. It's 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 a process, but it's it's beat in on every medical call. We're making medical calls and guys just zombie through medical calls instead of making it a fire call. Right on. Right. So Dude, you, you come outside and we're just talking about the house and you make 20, you know, 16 medical calls that day and you didn't make any fire, but at least the two of them you talked about, like you make an apartment call and a, and a house call and you're talking about the differences in the two and how things are laid out. Guys feel like they're a part of the job. 
No, 100%. And you know I mean? Now, is that something you guys discovered on uh, – how do I want to ask this question? Because like you said, you guys are doing that on every medical call or trying to, I'm sure. But how did you make that a part of your culture to where it became like second nation to be shouting that stuff out as you're coming up on the call or pointing it out or, hey, look at that. There's shit pipes on the front on this one, you know? Man, uh, that's the FSU. That's fuck shit up. It's, it is what it is. And if the Chiefs ask, it's uh, it's fired around Safety United. And if they keep harping on me, it's my it's my late grandfather's initials. It's, you know, we used to go to fires and say, <laughs> fuck shit up. And then it just started clicking. Like, uh, we had just a really good group of guys. Uh, that, yeah, some people think I went to Florida State University. I wondered. Put it on the side of our hats. It was popping up here in chat, and I wondered what it was about. I was like, you must be a Seminole. I don't know. No. No, I went to Penn State and a couple other colleges for a couple weekends way before I met my wife. They were it was pretty fun, but <laughs> those, are, for, those are different stories, different podcasts. <laughs> different story, different podcasts. Uh, but there's a lot of pride in 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 the way we do business at our station. Uh, my captain hones to he he uh and, you know my captain Jr. Now he 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 told the fire chief one day he said the only you know we pride ourselves in our work and the only tool that this crew can't run is the remote control. Nice, <laughs> nice. I love that man. That's a great mentality. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I, mean, I guess that's why that's how it happens. You know, that's just how it happens, right? Like you, when, and like I said, it's not every medical call. I'm just saying, like one or two a day, we're just talking about or something a one off, and it's important. Just all, everybody, I mean, yeah. just being on the lookout for something that's out of the ordinary and pointing it out and having a discussion, man, that's so much better than, like you said, zombie through. Just, okay, yeah. it's a difficulty breathing. Let's get them loaded up and on the way to the hospital. Okay, let's get back to the station. So that's a that's an awesome priority to have, man. That really is. And it's special. So uh, hopefully just people hearing that can say, hey, let's 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 get some FSU going at our department. Oh, yeah. So, um, it it bring, brings up the pride, man. You got to have Schro- that station pride. Nick Schroeder has come in and said 360 on house fire versus apartment. So I had that question later in the thing, but I'm going to throw it at you. So Nick works with us also. So I asked my guys, throw me some softballs when I start going down okay. uh, rabbit holes. I'm a big time rabbit hole guy. Scott will tell you all these guys. Um, so, my lost you. Uh, again, hold up if you can hear me. Are you there? Is it me? Uh, I'm going to see. There I can't go. tell what my. Nope, you're back now. All right, we good? I think so. I was getting ready to ask people uh, if it was me or you. So, but yep, you're back. Start back over because you went. I lost you on right when you started speaking on apartment versus house. So go ahead. All right. And I can move to a different room if it starts messing up. That's, it's doing great except for that one lockup. That was just a All bathroom right. break for the viewers. Yeah. I, um. So uh, what was the question again? I'm sorry. Apartment fire versus uh, house fire. 360 on those. So 360 on a house is, is simple, right? So we tend to do it. And literally, hey, again, I've messed up. I watched the helmet cam video myself at a fire. We had a guy trying to reach in, um, and he was—he smashed a glass out of his stand, and he's bleeding. And uh, I didn't do a 360, and I told myself I didn't have the time. It's bullcrap. 
um, when I went back and watched it, by the time they pulled the hose, you know, I'm not, I'm talk, talking about a good company. I was traveling that day, but I had, you know, the 20 seconds it takes or whatever to do that with plenty of time to make it happen. They didn't do it. So just, just, we do, we do a really good job doing it as a, as a department on house fires. Now on apartment fires, right? If you can't get around the whole apartment, think about the adjacent apartments. We can go through the adjacent apartment, especially if it's through and through. We can get from the front to the back of the apartment and a neighboring apartment, go through to the back, take a look at it, right? It's really important to see the backside of apartment because you can have balconies burning. You can be running the floor spaces, whatever else. So you're talking like uh, a, even, the breezeway is going through and through is what you're talking about? Not even the breezeway. Like j- literally the apartment right next door just take the apartment door or knock on it if you want to be a gentleman and then walk through their apartment okay, right and okay. go to yeah. the back and then look up because that's going to be way faster um, around than going all around and, and we're we're we have a ton of mid-rises going in mm-hmm. uh, anybody tells you you're a mid-rise expert just run the other way because we, you know, <laughs> we're, we're figuring them things out but um we're literally how are we getting ladders in there where right. we you know What's our, what are we doing for that? And the last thing on that is is uh, strip malls, right? Again, strip malls. Think about strip malls, right? You want your guys going all the way around a strip mall? No. Uh, pull the locks on the on the adjoining um, occupancies, right? And then get to the back. And one other thing we do on strip malls is we let the ladders fly on one end of the of the strip mall on the front side. where your occupancy is if the fire's in this may have to have you relocate because we're losing you again plus side and then on the charlie side we're gonna do you there are you there yeah there was, there was a lot of fast forwarded hand motions but we lost you for a second i may have to have you relocate because you keep freezing i'm sorry what'd you say are you back are you there are you there? Okay, you're looking good right now, so we can keep going. Um, yeah, so uh, we're freezing again. Are you freezing there? Mm-hmm. You can see me? Mm-hmm. I, see I think I it's see you. you. My wife says you okay. can see me. Good, good. Oh, my dad's calling me. He just He's screwing up <laughs> my whole thing. <laughs> I can't Red even button. see that. Red button. This is the fun part of live. <laughs> Yeah, um, so all I was saying was on the last thing, right? When you go to a roof, you can also have the blinders going. You can't see anymore, right? So before you go to a roof, you're going to ladder it. Give yourself a favor. Ladder the front left side and the back. Now my mom's calling me. And the back on the opposite side of the occupancy. So you, you've literally you've, you've bracketed you've, uh, marked You've mar- thank you bracketed the, the the occupancy. So when you go up there, you're like, okay, I'm I'm good. And I know that sounds stupid, but you can get you can get in the wrong spot real easily on a on a. No, absolutely, like man, absolutely. What was I gonna? <laughs> we got um, multiple stuff to throw at you here, Mike Heaney. I'm not. I don't know if it's a different. Mike. It obviously, must be. Says, who's your favorite uncle? Um, yeah. That's, so real quick. Uh, all right, go ahead. Just a shout out to my. That's my uncle, Mike. Um, he's been, he's been real sick. He's fighting cancer right now and he's a strong dude. He's only 50, 58. I think I said that right. 
I always mess it up. Um, but we always say, who's the real Mike Heaney? Uh, my son's Michael, Michael Heaney Jr. Uh, he's Michael Kevin. I'm Michael Joseph. But um, definitely a mentor of mine in my life. Um, got me fighting at an early age. Show, taught me a lot about throwing hands. And awesome. uh, he's, a, he's an amazing guy. I'm going to go see him next week. Love and uh, I love him to death. I will definitely say a prayer for Mike and his battle. And uh, it's awesome you say, like you said, he's a strong dude. Uh, Tony Nunez says, I don't remember who mentioned it, so bad on me, but something that always stuck to me for apartment buildings or commercial was walk the rim, get on the roof if possible, and do a 360. What do you think? Man, you broke up. I'm sorry. I don't know. You're good. I don't know if it's me or... Am I breaking up too? I don't remember who mentioned it, so bad on me. Just that question... Something that always stuck to me for apartment buildings or commercials was walk the rim, get on the roof if possible, and do a 360. Did I get you there or not? Yeah. Um, no, I got you. Okay. Uh, and the roof is, is definitely another way to do a 360. Um, if, I, if I'm if understanding what he's talking about, but um, I'm going to be faster on the ground. I'm going to stay on the ground until I'm, until I'm ready. Oh, she's doing. Oh, I pooped today. She got me another koozie. So, um, I'm going to stay ground level to take in as much information from the ground before I go up. I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay. I'm not going to stay outside for too long. But I'm going to while I'm outside. I'm not yard breathing. I'm taking in information that's going to make me faster and more effective on the inside. So that's just my two cents on that. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And then I've got a lot of stuff here to get through at you, which Bill Heaney said, who is your godfather? And Newsy said, get him Uncle Mike, get him <laughs> Uncle Bill. And then a request to make sure I read the Mike Heaney, Bill Heaney uncle comment. So there was a lot of requests for that, so I had to get it in there on you. Fair. Then a lot yeah. of people told you. I guess to get, my family back home in Philly is really liking this. They're liking it. So you're catching a lot of flack. Uh, a lot of them told you to get rid of Sprint or your cricket service, and Sprint sucks. Guys, I really don't know if it's if it's not my service, so I will apologize for that. But all in all, enjoy the show, and we'll keep going with this and keep throwing stuff at him. So keep on sending your questions, even oh, if yeah, I have we'll to be read right. them. Even if I have to read them three or four times, we'll get to them. Um, now, I want to get inside your head. Yeah. Um, it might be a scary thing to do, but what are your priorities or basically your hierarchy of decision-making as you size up for search? And I know that's a really, really broad question. It's hard to just narrow and drill down on it. But like on a bread and butter fire, what's kind of your excuse me your cons, your your start uh, your standard that you deviate from? Yeah, my go to. That's it. All right. So uh, priorities are uh, priorities again with COVID. They're kind of going out the window, right? Because people use time of day. They use all these things and. Uh, it's changed. The game's changed. More people working from home. People are home at different times. Um, and you got to take that into consideration. And um, in a city like mine in Austin, there's a lot of, of uh, people living in weird places. We did a 360 on a house and uh, had an air conditioning unit in the gable vent. We went, we wound up venting that roof and there was a bed in the attic space. And I'm not talking, telling you to, to search an attic space. I mean, people they want to be that dumb sometimes it, it is their day right but um it, it, you know i mean i know what you mean but prioritizing search has changed and when we use absolutes like at nighttime we start at the bedroom here and there everywhere we just got to look at a house and uh see what screams at us 
Now I have a couple absolutes and one of them is wheelchair ramps. If you have a wheelchair ramp right at the front door, then you need to attack that front door. If your wheelchair ramp is at the side door because uh, there's a carport and it leads to the side door, then that's where you attack because people don't just wheel themselves. They're going to go to that place. They, just, they know that there's a ramp there to get out. Nice. So they gotta, they have to go over there. You gotta attack the knowns. And sometimes they're, they're inconspicuous. You have to kind of look for these things, but they're really, 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 really important. Um, nice. uh, prior, prioritizing the search though is just, it is what it is. It's, it's, it's the it's the functional fire ground, right? You have to in the first two minutes affect when you get there, and that's how we do it. We functionally functionally go through things. Nice. Uh, ask Mike. So Russell Ramirez has thrown this question at you, which is: Ask Mike to comment on survivability profiling. Yeah. So uh, survivability profiling. Uh, kind of goes out the window to me. Everybody's like, oh, what, what are you saying? I mean, we've made rescues. We had a rescue last year with Ladder 3. They did a fantastic job. The guy went, had fire uh, out the front door and the only ex- exit window he had in his place. And when we walked up, he was screaming and banging on the walls. And, I mean, my hair is standing up in the back of my head. But they but they ran upstairs. They knocked, then knocked the fire down on the door, pulled him out, and he lived. So we, we bring the tools to make the, the area survivable. We need to remember that. You have all the tools, the ventilation tools, the, 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 uh, the water, everything to make that survivable, so make it survivable. But how we make people live, um, and this is where we win as, a, as a, a station, is we do victim profiling. All right? So all right. victim profiling is different. I go to an apartment complex and it's going to be hard to envision, but I have a, I have balconies, right? So I have four doors to that balcony and there's a center, there's a center, um, entryway for all those, for all those apartments, right? We're all kind of envisioning it's about eight foot deep and there's two doors on the bottom, two doors on the top. People on the top floor, fires on the first floor, people on the top floor, they open a door to their apartment and they see smoke. They shut the door, right? Right. Look, remember, they have balconies. So where are they going? Right. That's that easy rescue where you throw the ladder up and they come down the balcony, right? And it's right. not even really rescue. It's, it's an evacuation, right? Sure. Whatever you want to call it. I'm not boasting our numbers on this stuff. But where are the victims going? Well, now that same apartment complex doesn't have balconies. It has windows, right? That ups my game. Right, I prioritize. Okay, they're they're in that apartment somewhere. They can't. They couldn't have gotten out. There's smoke in this in this in the entryway, so they couldn't have gotten out. Have to get up there. So where do you prioritize? I look at the fire compartment first. Right past that, then it's up to you. You can go right next door and hit that one. Well, maybe that's not the worst smoke. Maybe the worst smoke is is upstairs. Send the guys upstairs. There's no wrong answer, but the priority the your first manner. If you don't have a plan for that, you're gonna lose. Right on. No, absolutely. 
Uh, a couple more to throw at you here. Garrett Toes, who's become, honestly, a big question asker each week. So here he's throwing this at you. He says, on a fire with only two three-man engine companies. So you got two three-man engine companies. And I know it's hard to, to – uh, tactics and staffing is local, so it's hard to, to do that. You broke up, man. Sorry, man. I apologize. He says, yeah. how would you prioritize and assign the hose line search and outside vent if you had two three-man engine companies? Kind of a what-if scenario for you. Oh, that's great. Yeah, two, two, three man. I wish we just sent two, three man engine companies to the fires. It'd be great. We have to deal with all those people sucking up all the oxygen inside. Um, I would have one crew do the the OV and truck stuff, and one dude crew do the you know prioritize getting a hydrogen or uh, a fire attack. Fire attack being number one, right? Um, and and if you had two engine companies, he said two engine companies, correct? Yes, two engine companies, three man apiece. Yeah, so the first engine, like uh, Chief Reinhardt said last week, man, we do we abide by the fast water. Get that get that water to the scene. I don't. I, I mean, we have, we run five hundred six hundred gallon engines, and I mean, you'd be surprised how much how much fire you can put out with six hundred gallons. Right on. So you're going to be successful, successful, successful. Drop one guy from that second engine and those two engine operators get that hydrogen supply going two guys for search right and then two guys for fire attack and that fire attack engine can still search down that hose line it's a lost art right when i in charge of the engine i allow the guys uh right we have fire attack going to the fire i'm gonna be with him we're rolling up that guy who's on the on the tail whip he can work from the door all the way to the fire and back, back and forth. And he always has a hook with him. And that way, along the way, he can extend this search with the hook. He can hook the hook to the hose line. The hook's six foot long. He's got a six foot wingspan. He got 12 feet in each room, right? right? Most bedrooms are 10 by 10, 10 right by 12. On. He can almost search the whole rooms. Now, that's a link to the hose line. I don't want him to go to the other side of the room because I don't want to be searching for firefighters. I want to be able – that's our fusible link, right? So right I, I beat that to death with the guys so that that when they're – when when I go down the hose line, I, sh- I, I don't want to be searching for you. Like, we're going to have a bad day. And I ain't, I don't get mad about much. Maybe I do sometimes. I like that. And thing. then I'm going to – Go ahead. You know, a fusible link, right? Yeah. I like that a lot. I like that analogy. Uh Fred Gillespie adds, I find you can get a lot of information from people on scene. Neighbors or residents can give you great information about where or who may be inside and where you might find them, which is solid. Uh, do you prioritize the standbys if you can? Prioritize what? The standby of uh, people, basically bystanders. So, um, yeah, but I also take them with a grain of salt. You hear too many times, like, grandma says no one's home, and um, – she forgot she was babysitting. I mean, that's, that's a horrible analogy, but it's, it's out there. Right. And then, um, when you start saying that stuff on the radio, everybody's out, what happens to the, what happens to the momentum and tempo of the fire round? Um, it just, it, it, it goes down. So we want to keep the guys not running at crazy pace, but our, like there's certain things like, um, abandoned house, vacant house, um, 
you know, that, that really set the tempo and fires don't just happen from nowhere, right? Somebody right. started that right. there, especially when you go into the winter months, right. you know, it's getting the fire season. And uh, when that vacant work can be, can, can really hurt things. No, it so definitely lowers the, the... use their words. Right. No, no, absolutely. Sorry to mean to cut you off. No, you're good, man. Cut me off anytime. I, no. I speak a lot, so you can, you can shut me down. Um, now, like the other night I had a lady and she was like, I have two dogs in that bedroom right there she was pretty coherent a little bit upset but she was like can like i'm like oh we'll get your dogs and we went in there grabbed the first dog and russell ramirez who chimed in earlier oh i get i was i was a little mad at him because he was taking too long to get the second dog and then he he told me hey this one's a pit bull (laughs) he's biting the new york hooks (laughs) we got him out but we we just opened the back door and got him out that way nice nice but both dogs good that's where the scrap uh, picture came from. That's oh, where, that was with the that was Halloween night. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, we, yeah, I, I brought in the wig for that night just to you know have fun with the guys. It was officially the longest haired picture in on the on scrap out of sixty two scraps. The longest haired picture. So yeah, and this is the first time you talked about search, right? I think it is. I mean, specifically to to dig yeah. into search, I, it's come up at different times. Sean Duffy talked a little bit about search and survivability profiling but absolutely it's the first time it's been the only topic so i want to talk about um going beyond the door on ves your thoughts on it how far you go what you think about it uh etc yeah so this is a personal comments on it too because i'm gonna get daggers for it but um i i i uh when i talk to people about ves they can state the ways they all and it's kind of nationwide you'll have guys say they they take the window and then they close the door and then they you know isolate themselves or whatever they do it's vs right and then they search the room guy the guy at the door has a at the window has a tick right so can we push past that so my big deal is yes we can push past it just so long as it doesn't become a prior a primary for the whole house right like you um i i would look at it i look at it like this if i have a couple bedrooms on this side then i'm gonna ves and i'll hit those bedrooms on the side but if i'm gonna i'm gonna go in the kitchen i'm gonna go in the living room i'm gonna go all i might as well just enter through the front door right does that that kind of make sense no absolutely absolutely uh you know and it's a judgment call and it's kind of like what you were saying earlier, there's so many variables coming into it. You have to make the, it, so what's most I push past it. Yeah. I walk on you? And what's your best vantage point, right? Right. No, what's I your like ba- best vantage point to get into the house? Um, VES is also an opportunity based search. That's how I like to put it. Right. What opportunities is it? Uh, again, back to that other guy's question. Uh, my mother or my kid is in that room. Right. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm not going to take that information. Yeah, I'm going right to that window, obviously. Um, there's nine windows on this house, and eight of them have fire. Right. Blowing out of everywhere in the attic. Okay, well, yeah. yes, it's an opportunity. Right. But it can become uh, in lieu of primary search based off the normal ingress, egress. People are creatures of habit. Attack the normal ingress, egress, and you'll be successful. You're going to find people there. I love it. It's 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 got to be. You got to think about it like that. You leave your house the same way, way every time, right? Your wife does. Everybody does. 
follow that. Think about it. You know. No, I love that prioritize ingress egress, and then and then and and you recognize that VES is the opportunity. And, and I'm not downplaying VES at all, but it is one of those um, hot hot things to train on. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so yeah, because it's easy to train on, right? Yeah, it's easier than than a lot of things. So there's no doubt about that. Uh, Justin Shook has chimed in and said, "I only worked with Mike for a year, but I learned more in that one year." from that feral animal than I did my previous six. So some, <laughs> some, some praise <laughs> coming at you. Shook. Shook's a great firefighter, man. He, he, uh, and he's a driver now. And, um, uh, he, he just one of those guys and, uh, didn't give himself enough credit, but he was a hell of a, hell of a fireman with us. And, um, uh, it was when I went to 18's a shift. Now I just promoted the driver. So it was a, it was a challenge to figure out what drive, Mike was going to be like. They called me Driver Mike. Uh, are you still with me? Yep. I don't know if we got. Yeah. So, okay. um, because he had to change a little bit, and and uh, and uh, but they're they're really good dudes. And there was a there's a story from Christmas. No, I, I shouldn't have said Christmas first, but it was Matt Vinoy's first shift, and he 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 was chomping the bit to get the 18s, and I'm in charge of the engine, and uh, he said, said Matty, what do you want to do? It's pouring rain. And he said, uh, I want to go pull hose. So we go to this crappy apartment complex that we had burned down and people are still living in, but like they never fixed the fire. So like they just didn't live with a fire. We're pulling hose and a ladder comes and we're, we're... but uh, on the way there, one of the fire, uh, I guess we don't get a say. I was like, yeah, you can go home. (laughs) 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 And, but the funny part of the story is, uh, guys, they'll tell that at the bar, and they remind me that it was Christmas Day. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt, dude. I can only imagine the But I mean, you know, I mean, to be all honest, we we still play at Station Two. I I I, uh, I just I really really like you know, second generation. Hopefully, my son becomes third generation someday. Um, but. Uh, we we all just have a hyper care for the job, and the guys I surround myself with just just love the job, and that's 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 important, man. It's not just a job. It's not about your retirement. No one cares. No one cares how much your drop was. They don't know. They don't. They don't care. I don't care how much you're gonna get. I don't give a shit. Nice. Sorry. Soapbox. And then, yeah, that's the, no, um, when you say that, there's definitely some checked in when you're saying it's pouring rain, it was Christmas, and you're out there stretching hose at a burnt down apartment complex. That shows a little bit of a commitment to the job. Uh, houses, hoses, yeah. and hallways. All right, so I'm going to switch gears on you here. I mean, if you got more stuff to say, don't be afraid to jump down a rabbit hole. That's what makes the scrap so fun is there's no plan. But the peacetime versus yeah. wartime deal that you sent me today, dude, I loved reading that. Um, go ahead and talk about that. I want to delve into that class proposal. It was just beautiful, man. I loved it. Yeah, so I'm a terrible writer, so I I wrote some stuff on paper, and then I, I sent it to my friend, Sammy Hiddle, who's a, a – if you don't know Sammy, he's a genius. Uh, so he took it and just, you know, did his Sammy, Sammy work to it. And uh, just to help me out with it. And it really put in perspective when he put peacetime, wartime. And um, uh, it goes back to the, the, 
the the Marine Corps mantra of the 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 more we sweat in peace, the less we bleed in war. Nice. Right. And I'm not equating firefighting to war. I don't think it's the most unsafe thing ever. I'm not a fisherman in Alaska. Right. All right. right. I just I and how do I become safe? I train on things. Love I it. think about things. I work on things. Stop pe- telling people that this is so unsafe. That you're, I want everybody to go home. No shit, Sherlock. So do I. So does everybody, right? right? And there is there's no greater cause, right, to get everybody to go home. But they're also waiting for us to come get them. So let's go get them. Preach right? it. Let's 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 stop with the nonsense, right? The nonsense has got to stop, and the cowards out there have got to stop. They got to stop attacking uh, the firefighters. The firefighters, you 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 got to get you got to get it. You got to go get it. And when we let weakness just keep permeating the fire service, it's just going to be a, a suck on us, man. And we got to stop letting weakness just permeate us because. They just they suck on the on the life of the young guys, and then they just they beat them down, and they, they don't they don't want to push push the pace, push to be the best, and find the best crews. And we at 14s and at 18s and at eights where I work, we call it one brain mentality. Okay, right. <clears throat> Our one brain mentality means that you can sink Mike Heaney, but not with seven of my bros watching. Like we're we're on the fire ground, I fall down. There there's a there's seven other bros that are watching the steps. So we we you know it takes a lot to sink eight of us. It right takes on. a lot, and then we start working with crews around around it. That's that one brain mentality that if you don't got it, you're gonna lose. You you start singular. You start being I'm the guy. I'm the smartest guy in the room. Man, you're 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 for rude. You better be really smart because I ain't that smart. I understand. Love I don't that. know what that word means. My wife said my wife said synergy, but I don't I don't really know what that word means. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Uh, I love and and then, uh, that was a rabbit hole again. I'm, I'm sorry, man. I go down these rabbit holes. There, there's no Just like priorities. I mean, they're they're all over place. The whole thing with the scrap is we get to say squirrel and then just go and chase it, and so it's all yeah. good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's but, let's just keep squirreling down these roads. Peacetime versus wartime. A lot of it is just the training ground success equates to fire ground success. Exactly. Right? Love that, man. Yep. Dude, I love that so much. So passionate about that. And, you know, when you go to like, when I met it with you guys, man, it was such a, it was, it was, it was awesome because, um, the brotherhood for one, um, I mean, I was, I was in a Marine Corps while they gave heart, saw OKC's training division and saw you guys and heard you speak. And Brian, uh, yeah, you know, when Brian spoke about uh, about we got to stop saying what we lost at a fire, like right, Dude, that was a gut punch. This house is worth two hundred thousand. That yeah. was awesome. He said the house is worth two hundred thousand, and you know we we held the damages to twenty thousand. That's a the wrong way of putting it. We saved one hundred eighty thousand dollars with the house today, boys. Right. Good job or job. I don't. See Say job. I don't say good job. It's another thing at the fire service in in uh, our station. We say job uh, because we just did the job. We didn't. I, I, I started this. Actually, started with my son. He started working in the metal shop, my captain shop, and with me. And uh, one of the days he's working there, I said, "Job boy," and he's like, 
Yeah, I said, I tell you, good job, but you just you just made my life a little easier today. You finally did that. Like that's that's a job. Good job. You know, right but on. we say it too much. Like, come on, man, we're not three year olds. We don't we don't need to be pampered. We just do the job, right? And and take some take some criticism. Like, bust each other's balls a little bit. It's okay. Love that. Uh, but peacetime, wartime, like you're saying, it's a it's just it's a fight for that you got to prepare for these things. I mean, how many rounds you think I put down to M16 and I wasn't even a grunt in the Marine Corps, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that, man. Um, under that, and I'm just picking on a couple things I picked out of that, but under the methodology that you said, it said you touch on two main components, which was trust and competence, the dual process theory. Dude, those two things you say, trust and competence, man, I love that idea of that's how you teach. Yeah, I mean that's that's got to be your mantra always is is you got to be confident in yourself to make things happen. If you're not, you're gonna be you can't second guess yourself in the fire ground. You can you can reflect on things and make sure you do them better next time, but you can't lack confidence. You got to get after it, and um, and that trust, especially in your guys, that they're gonna pick you up. I mean, again, that's that one brain mentality. If you you're going to fail if you don't have teammates, man. Right. Teammates teammates go a long way. And people want to be a part of that winning team. And if you're at a department and they don't have a winning team, then go somewhere else. If you're at a if you're at a station in 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 Austin or anywhere and they're not a winning team, there's a lot of winning teams. Go find that winning team. And I'm not talking about the best officer in the city. Go look at the best firefighters in the city. Go try and be them, you know? We always put a lot of onus on rank. Rank's good, but it's not. The tailboard's where it's at. Right on. I guess I gave way to one of the final questions. I, I, say, I, I, I might have some insight into the uh, question three, but we'll see. Um, I always like, and I'm going to. Um, I always like to, I've been asking this question. I almost need to move it, but it's not the point is like, uh, you've been doing this for a while, 15 years at Austin, but anything you've learned in the last decade and a half that if you went back in time and told young Mike Heaney that this is what you would believe when you were this age, is there anything you've learned in the last decade and a half that, that young Mike Heaney would have been like, no way I'll never believe that. That, that I've done or what do you mean? Just in general, man, something that's just different that, that 20 year old Mike would have never believed, man. I always, uh, you know, getting out of the, I've just been so blessed that I grew up in the job that I knew exactly what I was getting into, that uh, every day is just like, it's a blessing. And you're just like, man, like last night we made a pin in, today we made a fire, and um, and things just, like just watching, it, it, you could just pinch me. I mean, it's just the way it is. I, I don't think I'm... I'm surprised that I'm in this job because I've been wanting to be this, the, the fi- fireman since I was like three years old. I right. used to get my dad's pull-up boots and long coat and drag it around the house. So um, when I was in high school, uh, he pull, he'd pick me up from uh, wrestling or football practice and drive me home once in a while as like a treat. Cause he was, didn't really want to do anything nice for me. <laughs> and we catch, we, he'd catch work right. and I'd watch him just, Cause he was a fire. He was a, he investigated for, for his last 10 years Gotcha. or so. Awesome. So 
uh, he picked me up in the FMO truck, and then we—I guess I shouldn't say that because I don't think he was allowed to do it. But we go to fires together. Nice, very uh, nice. Did I dodge your question? Or did I kind of answer it. No, you can't. You kind of answered it. It's good. It's good. I always like to ask this: Do you have a book or books that <laughs> you think firefighters should read? Yeah, I'll even reference it. I wrote it down, but it's Whiskey to Foxtrot. It's a story of uh, Lynn M. Black. He's uh, codenamed Blackjack, and he's Special Forces uh, Army in Vietnam. And uh, it really pushes the limits of of uh, what we consider what people can go through. I mean, the guy was shot up who knows how many times behind enemy lines. He coins the term. You know, their stories are starting to come out because they, they, were, they were, you know, secret missions behind – he, he did, never even fought in South Vietnam. He fought in North Vietnam, Laos, and all these places. And um, his story is incredible. He's uh, just saved so many lives. And uh, the, the, the brotherhood they had with the, with the Vietnamese, they didn't even speak the same language as, uh, of, and they're fighting against uh, the North Vietnamese. It's just incredible stories. And it, make, it makes you... Uh, realize that you just need to keep pushing because you can't you uh there's no there's no limit to what you can do right you just gotta you gotta you gotta just keep working that's the only answer sweat and tears right whiskey tango foxtrot and the author was black that's uh lynn lynn m black lynn okay yeah, because there's a couple of whiskey tango foxtrots, so it's Lynn M. Black, and his code name was Blackjack. Blackjack, okay. But if you're it also list just to get your appetite te- wet for it, look look him up on Jocko Jocko podcast. Okay, so who's on him Jocko? and John Striker Meyer? Okay, yeah, John Striker Meyer, him and the Frenchman. Yeah. Awesome. All right, my wife's telling me something, but I couldn't hear because I got earbuds in. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, quiz right now. You got time for another question? Oh, yeah. I, right. I'm i here till when you're done. I'm, I, I'm, I'll am i talk fire all night. Okay. Just, I've got one to throw at you here. Mid, Chris, midnight at the station. Chris Wainwright chimed in and said, Mike, we took your special service class at Wichita Hot 2019, learned a ton with your garden apartment search approach. Would love to hear your approach to high-rise hallway search. How many doors do you pass before you force for area of refuge? Man, that's a really detailed question, and it's it's um, it's it's really based on conditions, right? But what I will tell you is um, learning something from a Grabs podcast. Uh, we always think about jumping in the floor below, making sure we get the layouts, and um, is it is it um, a commercial? I'm sorry, is it a high rise residential or is it a high rise uh, hotel? Two very different things, right? right so when we search a high-rise hotel, I might send one guy to each side of the hallway as we bang down rooms, right? Because a hotel room is could be half the size of a of a um, of a residential, right? right? But then you start getting the residential uh, high rises. You might have one that's twelve hundred square feet. You might have one that's nineteen hundred square. You got to really start going back to your residential searches inside based off of hallways and we always base our searches 
off of hallways and hose lines. The oriented guy stays oriented the whole time. There is no deviation from that. And this again this is just my opinion on it. I'm not saying it's 100 fact. Why we do that is I'm going to send that guy into three different rooms. He's going to get spun around six different times. I got to be the person when if if the conditions get worse to get them out. Get them out. So uh, base base your base your searches on high-rise residential or high-rise um, um, uh, hotels based on the size of the room, stuff like that. Um, get the floor, go to the floor below, try and get a layout. If it's a first-floor fl- fire, take the time to jump to the floor above, right? Look at the floor above. It's going to take a lot of discipline, but you'll learn where – the layout is you also learn where the sprinkler shutoffs are so you ain't getting blasted in the face with sprinkler <laughs> fire because right? we all know that could be From a pain. Experience. Right? So there's just uh, a lot to that question. Um, how many doors? All that stuff is is situational. What I will tell you is stretch from the floor below. Don't stretch from the fire floor, right? Because um, when conditions change, you're not you're you're not anchored to an exit. If you're not stretching from the floor below, you're not anchored to an exit, nice. and then you're not going to. Does that make? Does no, that no, because I mean, then you, they start getting the protective stairwell, and you start stretching from the fire floor. You know, I'm hearing that more yeah. and more lately. But and getting away from that floor, Mid, yeah. Midspan, uh, FDCs, all that stuff. It just it's screaming at you. Please use me. This is awesome. Use me, but just stretch extra hose. You can make it to that mid midspan without humping all that charge to an F, but get the hose up there and then charge it or do whatever you got to do. And that's just, uh, I, I, I'm not skirting the question. It's just a very, uh, detailed question. No, no, it's, uh, that, that's, it's based yeah. on a lot of condition. So I'm trying to give some, some pointers in that, in that realm, but not, not, uh, you know, trying to get down that, that rabbit hole. A hundred percent. All right. We have a thing we do on the weekly scrap each and every week. And it is the five questions for firefighters. I've already figured out one of your answers, and that's always fun for me. But moving forward, are you ready, Mike Heaney, for the five questions for firefighters? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, here we go. Number one is what is the number one issue facing the modern fire service? <clears throat> this is going to be off. I'm, I'm trying to go away from the norms, right? Okay. So my, my number one issue facing this fire service is devaluing tools. I'm not talking about the spanner wrench. I'm not talking about the axe. You can devalue all that you want, right? But it's 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 devaluing what other firefighters or people bring to the scene, right? And you'll see it time and again. Um, we don't need a ladder over here. We don't need it. The engine's going to do it. We don't need an extra engine. Let them come. They're going to learn something from the scene. We get devalued all the time as a rescue because people get pissed off because we steal work from them, whatever have you, right? No, we're not stealing work from you. We're going to work together, try to make things happen, but it's easy for men to devalue tools. They take it. They they see a tool. They see it as a, um, something that's going to hinder their success or their recognition. And they just devalue it. They say they don't need it. They try to, you know, try and get, um, try and get that through people's head that, that, that you got to value each other and then work together. And then you'll have that one brain. I don't devalue any tool. I bring to the scene guys on the truck uh, on, on our, on our rigs. They're, they're, they're 
100% valuable. And um, we're only successful as a team. And, and devaluing tools just drags that down and makes us weak. It's a sign of weakness to devalue tools. If you have a guy on your crew that's doing it, tell him to stop. Uh, anything from, like, if I don't know how to run a backo, guess what I should do? Run a backo. Right on. Right, right on. My my captain, when I started working in his shop, he handed me the keys to a bobcat. Like, I never drove a bobcat before. He's like, Time well, just learn how, learn how to drive a bobcat. And I'm like, all right, all right I'll do that then. That's awesome. So again, it goes back to the let's do that, right? Right. Bringing it full circle. I like the answer. I do like the answer. Devaluing tools. Um, number two, what is the most, what is the thing you are most excited about for the future of firefighting? Well, let me ask you what you think about that, uh, real quick, the, the devaluing tools. Like, do you see it in your department? Do you see like guys trying to make themselves look more important by devaluing other men? I, think I see it a lot. Ego plays a huge part in what you're saying in, in people with, uh, who let their egos get in the way have a have a knack for um, validating themselves by dismissing others. They can they can inflate their own sense of importance. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's just I kind of wanted to hear what a, a like if this is a a nationwide thing. Is it, you think it's cold? Like it's just it's just happening more and more because we're just you know we're kind of weaker men than we used to be back in the day. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. How do we how do we fix it? I mean, how do we fix that problem, Chief? Uh, if you can, if you can, I, I would say this right off the get go. If you can figure out how to fix the ego problem, then we then me and you can write that book and we can be millionaires, hundred <laughs> percent. Because I, you think, know, I just I just didn't want to graze over that. I think no, no, a, not at all. I and it's I think a huge problem, man. I'm and a, we go back to Marcus Aurelius. We can go to Napoleon Bonaparte, and I think uh, he was probably sitting around with his lieutenants discussing this exact same question. Saying, how do we fix this this flaw in human nature that seems to keep cropping up over and over and over again? And I think one thing is great discussions like this about it. Yeah, I go teach with like Seth Taylor, and I'm not even going to speak to a saw like that dude. He's a saw like he he's a whisperer, right? right. So am I gonna am I gonna devalue that because I'm afraid of that? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna embrace that, and that dude's gonna be on my team. like i want to win i don't care i don't care who you are i don't care if you're an asshole like i'm an asshole i've been called that before like you're not hurting my feelings like just step out of the way now you're one of the first people that's like let's deep dive on this question one and we're going to keep staying on it for a minute which is fine i love rabbit holes and i don't mind at all but one of these things that i've been infatuated with lately is the idea of being right versus being effective you know which one is more important being right or being effective and yeah, you got to separate doing the right thing from being right because you can do the right thing, but uh, that that's always going to be the right thing. But the part about being right is about your ego. It's about I need to have that person be wrong. I need to be right, and that person needs to be wrong because I know what you know. And it goes back to that one brain, hundred percent back to that one brain. When you get guys on the same page, it's not about being right; it's about being effective. Yeah. So it's kind of like being married. I mean, uh, I've been married 19 years and I've been, I'm wrong all the time, which is just makes things easier. Right. Like, I don't, you know, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a stand on a lot of Hills too, but right. Uh, it, and it, and it, you know what? It, it takes everybody to like even BCs that have your back. Like it's, it's, That's huge. A, it's a, it's huge, man. And it's like, 
guys start attacking you and whatever else and attacking your crew and you're like you're out of your mind like leave my dudes alone man right like, on. They, ain't, they ain't your guys yeah. we got some of them guys um and there's some other weak guys that want to devalue tools so let's hey, just let's a, a, let's attack them dudes when a when a battalion chief will go to the map for you man you'll 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 charge the gates of hell for him so yeah, and when we met, I'm like, man, that's a dude I'd want to work for because I could just tell you got that passion. And when your guys were at training, right? They're they're there, they're there, they're they're there on a Saturday. And then Mike Walker comes up. The dude, yeah, that is guy. he the ace? <laughs> is he the AC of operations? Yeah, uh, he's the uh, I, the I, chief of operations. Yeah. You know, he's number two, right, at, at Oklahoma City, right? And what's he doing on a Saturday? Yeah, you know, he's he's the at room, the man. training ground watching his guys. He knows his he knows his truck drivers as on a first name basis. He is he's not he's 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 with the guys, man. Yeah. It's, it is what it is. No, what, massively respected. Massively respected. And the first time I heard him was Wichita Hop, which I'll give a shout out to Wichita Hop because I think it's for bang for your buck. It's one of the best conferences around. Oh, there's no um, doubt about it. And then you got to get down here to work conference because that's what we put Dylan down here in Austin. And it's it's changing the game. It's pretty no, work good, is pretty awesome. good time. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, Scott Thompson said, got to see peacetime wartime at, in Wichita. It's a great message. Um, eventually people will get humbled. That's a, that's a good point. So sorry. I was catching up a little bit on some of these, but I'll get back to the five questions. Cause we kind of did go rabbit holing on that one, which is great. I loved it. Sorry about that. No, no, not at all, man. That's what it's for. Uh, do you, where was I at? Number two, number two. All right. The thing you are most excited about for the future of firefighting? Uh, to me, it's training tempo, man. Uh, I definitely tell you when I come on a job, like we used to have a thing in the Austin Fire Department, and um, I'll throw my department under the bus, but whatever. We call it holiday mode. I'm like, holiday mode? Now, I worked for, I've been 15 years in Austin, but I worked two departments or three departments before that uh, one station department, uh, five station departments, you know, whatever. But I got here and they're like, we're in holiday mode. I'm like, holiday mode. They're like, yeah, it runs from uh, a week before Thanksgiving past uh, past uh, Christmas, uh, past New Year's. Okay. I was like, what does that mean? They're like, we don't do, we just chill. <laughs> like, okay. If it, ain't, if, it, if it ain't a call, we we don't move. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> That's what we do. This is, you know, a decent amount of years ago, but sure. Uh, it that's kind of all that's kind of gone to the wayside, right? Like we don't we don't need to do that. Uh, and so the training tempo has really gotten better through the years, especially in my department. Um, talking to Chief Palmer the other day, he's the B shift chief, uh, Spec Ops, awesome guy. He was talking about uh, he how the other day he had so many crews that wanted to train. He had to he had to stagger them. He had to have companies nice. uh, calling each other that is and staggering them. Awesome problem. He, he's like. Yes. We just can't have this many. Uh, he's like, that's a great problem. Like, I, yes. I, I love that, and that's 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 a that's where we're at. We're actually we're we're on the right path, and and uh, there's no there's no amount of training that can beat going to fires. Right, but but it's it's uh, definitely 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 important that we that we uh, that we train too. No, no, and that like you said, man. There's there's chiefs across this country that would kill to have that problem, man. So training tempo. I like that answer. I like that answer a lot. Uh, number three, 
this is the one I kind of have a clue on already, but what is the best rank or position to be in in the fire service? It's firefighter. It's 100%. No one joined this job to move magnets on a board or to or to, you know, set up the, you know, you know, to be the training officer or do whatever. You, you join this job to take a nozzle in the front door of a fire and bang ass to the back of it and put a fire out. So don't forget where you came from, right? And firefighter, the, the reason it's the most important rank and the most crucial rank, especially on my job because we've grown a lot. So our, our fire, we have, we're having less tenure firefighters promoting. Everything you do in the front seat, everything is based off what you learn in the back. Excellent. If you have no basis – you will not succeed. You might if you get a good crew in front of you, but man, you are going to have a hard path if you don't learn the job. You got to nice. learn from the bros. You got to surround yourself with with heavy hitters. You got to go to the best stations, not even only with the best officers. Find the best firefighters around to learn from. That's how you get better at the job, and that's how you make good decisions in the front. Right? Nice. It's, it's just important. Hundred, dude, I love that, and and the fact the the way you said that. Everything you're going to do in the front seat is going to be determined by how you were in the back seat, what you learned in the back seat. Dude, that's that's no, solid that's... right there. So I might be the first. I don't even think. I'm going to give you max points on the best position. That's the first time ever that it was not given to company officer. So that's a that's a record set by Mike Heaney on the it's 62? Yeah. It's 62? Yeah. 62? Oh, no, my God. Because firefighter never gets max points, Just but that, that articulation, oh, that articulation yeah, was so nice. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, I, uh, I, man, I, I just, uh, you know, and there's just the, the responsibility level of a tailboard. Holy mackerel, it's so low. You just go to, you go fuck shit up. Yeah, kick like indoors. You just grab it. They used to say, say, man, I had, I had to, I didn't have a choker chain long enough for, for him. I'm like, <laughs> hey, man, like, speed up. Right <laughs> Here we go. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen Mark Von Oppen do his presentation on Fully Involved. But he's got a video. I don't know where he got it. Where they catch a call and the two firefighters in back are these Doberman pinchers, just snarling and spitting and and slinging saliva while they're driving to the the call. They're just ready to oh, go. That's great. It's perfect example of what you're talking about. It is. Um, moving on to the question number four. Best advice you have ever received. Uh, there's two. Um, I got to break it down into two. Okay. But uh, one's easy, right, um, is uh, if your guys know something, you get, they get the kudos. That makes sense? Have to they get it. all the kudos. If they, if, they under, if, they, if, they do a good, if they do a job on the fire ground or they, you, you ask them to teach class on this and they, they got it lined out, they get all the kudos, right? They get all the but credit. They, I get it. They get all the credit. Okay. But if, if, if the guys on the back of my truck don't know something that I know, then I get all the blame. Dude, I love it. It's, it's a, it's, it was really beat into me, uh, as a young, young firefighter. Like, uh, I had, I asked a couple of times, like, why doesn't this firefighter know that it wasn't, they didn't say anything to the firefighter. And that was, that was in the Matt rush. And, and JR, all those guys, they, they put pressure on us as, as senior tailboards when we were when we were riding up, but you know, not riding up, but we're we're riding in that position to as the OV or whatever. To if they don't understand it, it's your fault. 
it's not my fault. I, you know, you know it. So why don't they know it? Right. You know, I, that's important, man. Really important. Dude, I love it. So give that credit and take that blame. And then uh, the last thing is had, have that hard conversation. If you get to a point and a guy's just not willing to put forth the effort, doesn't have the mental or physical cake, physical, uh, stop, stop saying physical is not important because I'm 41 years old. And if, if I push, you know, I push myself to the limits every day to be physically strong because it matters on the fire ground. They don't have the mental or physical capabilities of doing the job and they're not right fit, a right fit for your crew. You need to have the hard conversation and get rid of them. Damn. And it's not punting somebody down the road. It's maybe open their eyes that they're just not, that they need to fix things. I like it. And then, I like it hundred percent. You know, yeah. And then my wife said an open the door for somebody better. And like, we're not, we're not, I'm looking for, I'm looking for, we got 10 dudes assigned in my station. I'm looking for 10 dudes that are going to push me every day I go to work. I'm not looking to work with anybody who's not going to push me because then I'm getting, I'm, I'm, my game's going down. Right on. My guard's going down. My game's going down. I'm not looking for weak people. Man. I cannot, not my style. I cannot doubt your passion. And I, I pretty much pretty sure every <laughs> comment on here has verified these people that know you. Uh, Tyson Poindexter, do you know him? Oh, it's my next door neighbor. He We've said, been together forever. Ask Mike how much he bench presses. Tyson asked. <laughs> well, I wasn't up to snuff yesterday, Fair but enough. uh, I uh, I the max I've got is three eighty. Nice. But Tyson beats me every time. I make him go first because he pushes it. Tyson's four oh five every all every day t- every day all day every day. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. That's awesome. Uh, but you know, it's got to it's got to happen, man. You got to get in the gym. He's definitely hey, a guy that's pushing you. There's day. no doubt about it. We do we do uh, we do jujitsu at the station too. That is um, awesome. Oh, not not maybe not during COVID, but you know <laughs> when you're <laughs> allowed, right? But but uh, we train, we do jujitsu, we eat together, we sleep together. Separate bunk rooms are a terrible idea. So whatever Preach, chief brother, monkey, separate Preach. bunk room. Separate bunk rooms are a terrible idea. Say it louder for every chief in the back. Please, you guys, you're not asking firefighters what they want out of their stations. They don't need Taj Mahals. Just give us a a bay that fits the apparatus, for one. And then just give us – I've been been in trailers. Yes. What is she doing? I don't know. That was my wife. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? Like – they're taking these old nostalgic fire stations and trying to find ways to put uh, climate controlled so we get better REM sleep. REM sleep? I'll tell you how to get better REM sleep. Work all day. Be fucking tired. I'm tired as fuck when I go to bed, usually. <laughs> like, I don't understand it. Like, you work out, you, you run 10, 12 calls, you do this, you do that, you train, you're going to go to bed. You know, and then we're going to talk fire. And we 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 uh we pull videos up on the screen. We do video. We do all kinds of stuff, just getting ready. And then we make a fire, man. It's 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 like, oh yeah, we're we're this is was we had a bunch of just rehearsals and we're going to work. That's what's what's all about, man. And uh, okie doking yourself, Jesus Christ, like, oh, better luck next time. Really, with somebody's house? No, and. Uh, you know, I mean, we, we attacked that and it, it, time and time again, 
we have crews that get mad because they get lapped and it's like dude you you didn't get in the gym you didn't do anything you don't even you don't you don't even drink beer on your days off didn't put in the reps and you're wondering (laughs) what happened yeah man this isn't my first this isn't our first rodeo we're putting we're putting in the thousand the the one to get the ten thousand you know and 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 trying to be there right so I get way rabbit hole there. Sorry Dude, about that. This might be the most rabbit hole five questions of all time. So we're setting a lot of I records today. Though. So we're going. Uh, the final question: Heavy fire and searchable space. Would you rather? I, I've, anyway, I'll let it go. Be assigned to the nozzle or first in ves. Man, uh, it's, I can't put the picture in my head, but I can tell you right now that I never forgot that the most fun position on a fire and I'll, if you're ever looking for me at a fire just look for where the fun is and you're gonna find me okay is on the nozzle at okay. a fire and uh and i think i think because you're also gonna do the most for people like you're you're gonna put the fire out which makes everything go better and then like i said earlier the guys on the tail on, on running up the hose line they're searching so I think it gives us the best opportunity to also make the search and make the grab to get people out. So, uh, and there is no good truckies that weren't good nozzling. If nice. you weren't a good nozzling, you weren't a good truck. I'm, like, I'm having you, to put that you, down. Yeah, like you, you just you just don't start riding the truck. Like, oh, it's got to be a goal. It's got to be a goal to ride the rescue and get it. And then, you know, even like um, driving at my station, um, if you. If you're not competent enough to, to run a search, because a lot of times our captains get pulled to be inside division, and that's a role like that that, that like grabs is water supply going on, is is fire attack going on, all, all these things going on. So they're like inside the like they're running everything. So I run the search a lot of times. Not saying all the time. So a guy that's gonna ride in my seat when I'm off. He's got to be able to run that search. That's our right. parameter. That's because we think it's the one of the toughest jobs on the fire ground. I, I you know, like cutting a hole in the roof. Uh, I, I mean, I like cutting holes in the roof. I'm just saying, it's not like it's the hardest thing in the world to take a chainsaw, go to a roof, and cut a square. Gotcha. Right? right on, right on, dude. I love it. That's the five. Nozzle five. fireman. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the five, and that's the best thing about the five questions, man. Is you never know what you're gonna get. And that's what makes it so much fun. And I was actually surprised by you saying nozzle because I expect a truckie to always take the search option. So Yeah. But, no, complete surprise. I love it. Max points as uh, the five <laughs> questions for firefighters, according to Mike Heaney, right there. The uh, best place to contact you, book a class. If people want to get that peacetime versus wartime, uh, get information, get in touch with you, learn about search, learn about saws. How do they get a hold of you? What do they do? Uh, you can email me at mikekeeney at att.net. Um, face page, Instagrams, whatever. I'm on both of them. I don't really know how you Instagram that well. I know that's ridiculous, but whatever. Face, Facebook probably a message is, is probably a, a good way. Um, and uh, I mean, that's that's pretty much the easiest way to get a hold of me. That is um, awesome. As far I'd like to give some shout-outs, some tools real quick. Go. Uh, I work Chris Morin, so I've got to give some love to the pig. Pig, piglet. Uh, I'm a pig guy. It's eight pounds. All right, whatever. But uh, uh, I just got sent the Lockwood hook uh, from John Lockwood. The things that 
it's good. It's really good prying tool. Um, it's you know, it it is what it is. It's a thicker wall tool, so it's a little heavier, but it's it's a good tool. Um, really good, really good on the prying side of things. Though we had it at a class on Saturday, and I was just teaching guys how to do overhaul, like pulling trim and different things, and it it, it just obliterates it. Killed it on that. That's now. Nice. Now with the shiplap, man, you got to give the boy Casey Towery from Dallas the Dallas hook a try. G two tools. Um, have you messed with him at all? Not at all yet. No, I'm, I'm yeah. learning a lot of stuff right here. Casey is a he's a truck guy down in uh, South Dallas, and uh, he has a G two tool, and it's a it is a a spade looking hook, but it's on a slide hammer. So you put the spade in line with the with the, uh, uh, the 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 ribs of the wood whatever you will call it right right so in line with the grain the grain right, of okay. the wood and then you strike once you get it stuck it's a slide hammer bang 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 and it pops it through the chip lap. The you twist it and it makes the the, the um it looks like a it looks like a, a tent it makes it go crossways and then you start pulling down that slide hammer bang bang and it just pops it out it's it's it, for for an initial purchase point. It's really good. I know we just sweep the ceilings, find a light bulb, rip through there. But the the G two tool will get you a purchase where you where you can't get it. You know what I mean, dude? I'm saying a whole scrap right here. Like we just need to have you on to talk about different tools that firefighters should be checking out. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm being that serious. I'm gonna have you back on. We're just gonna I'm just gonna put up a picture of a tool and we'll talk about the the strengths and weaknesses of it. Man, tools. I, people, I love tools, man. What I want to know is, I don't uh, even value our tools, right? <laughs> there it is, man. We're full circle. Uh, awesome, man. There's so many comments and questions from people. That's the problem, and, and this is a great problem to have, guys. So don't ever think I'm not there. Is I'm I've been trying to figure out the best way to get the best questions that are coming through, but there's been like hundreds of comments tonight, so it's hard to throw them all at Mike. So thank you guys for everything, Mike. You're getting a ton of love from people. And uh, a lot of a lot of uh, good jobs. Good job, Mike. Hose monkeys for the win. Good job. Good job. Uh, someone said truckies are the engine company's helpers, uh, but that kind of stuff. So uh, good stuff. Um, I want to say, um, unbelievably fun guest tonight, man. It's a lot of fun. A lot of good talking. We we really did chase down some rabbit holes. Yeah, that's my mo, man. I I uh, we. <laughs> We stay up till one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, talking about talking about fire a lot, man. It's what we do. <laughs> well, and the crazy part is, I feel like we really just kind of scratched the surface so far. I think there's a lot more we could talk about, including the tool stuff. Uh, I love the book yeah. you suggested. I hadn't heard that one before, so all that is good stuff. Um, I'm going to tell you that next week we got a one week break from the scrap. So next Monday on the 14th, Bobby Halton is coming on to talk, and then three days after that, uh, on the 17th, Chief Scott Thompson's coming on. Uh, we we're talking about. Um, Marine Corps book learn is a DCMP seven. No, I might get the letters wrong. I'm sorry if I did. I don't have it right here, but, uh, and then Jim Moss coming up. Walter Lewis is coming up. David Hinojos is coming up and hey, we got a ton coming up. So the scrap is exciting tonight. Mike Heaney weekly scrap number 62. Unbelievably great guest. Thank you everybody for the questions and comments. Thank you, Mike, for being an awesome and fun guest. Uh, someone yelled, Mike, take your shirt off. Sorry, people. This is a family show. <laughs> just kidding it's not but uh thank you guys i hope the tone stays silent unless it is burning thank you mike for being awesome all right brother thanks for listening to the weekly scrap 
please subscribe and please share. We'll see you at the next episode.